I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about we talked in circles. Well, have you ever been going through a breakup and you just find yourself in the same discussion over and over and over again with your partner or your ex that you're trying to convince desperately to work things out with you? It's terrifying. It's like you're hanging over the edge of the cliff and you don't want to let go because you feel like if I let go, that's it, I'm done, it's over. And you feel like you're dying inside, right? Like you'd literally be falling to your death. I've done it. I could tell you many, many years ago, I remember one girl in particular that I dated that I just kept saying the same things over and over again and the conversation went on and on and on and I walked around the house pacing. My anxiety used to be so much higher than it was or is now that I used to pace a lot. I used to go for long walks and it was like I had all this energy that I had to get out so I would walk around the house like a crazy man back and forth in circles. Um, as a matter of fact I've always just had that energy like even before I got up on stage when I first started doing comedy I would walk around the parking lot going over the jokes in my head because I wanted to you know make sure that when I was up there on stage that I had the timing right and I, I, I it was a way for me to feel like I was in control over that situation and I guess in a sense it's the same thing when you're having that conversation over and over and over again with that person and they're trying to be patient with you but ultimately they're not changing their mind because that's not when they're going to change their mind is in that moment because they've made their decision and you sitting there trying to get them to see your side is not going to make them change their mind it's just not how this works and I know because like I said, I've made all the mistakes, or a lot of the mistakes that you guys have made. Not necessarily all of them, uh, but I've made many mistakes in the past. And so I've seen what happens, and I know about the talking in circles. And I don't even think I've really talked about this before, but it came up in an email coaching that I was doing. So I thought, you know what, let me bring this up because I know many of you guys are probably trying to do that conversation with your ex and you keep trying to just oh if we just talk about it I really believed way back then that if we just talked about it we could work through it but that's just not what happens in that situation um, not when they've made up their mind to end the relationship yes if they're still in it and they're you know not to that point yet it's a different story you can try and obviously talk about things and work through them but when they've made that decision it's hard to let go it's hard to stop talking about it because it's like if I stop talking about it that's it it's over fortunately that isn't how it works 
trying to have that conversation over and over and over again is only going to make the situation worse because they're going to get really frustrated and angry. And I could imagine that the girl that I did it to that I could think of, she was probably really frustrated with me um, because I, you know, genuinely really cared about this girl and was hoping to work through it, obviously, like all you guys are too, but I couldn't see that it was just making her frustrated at me and, and aggravated, and so I'm guilty of it too. But uh, this email that I'm going to talk about is from a woman in her early 40s that is dating a guy that's just a little bit younger than her. And they were together for just under a year. So she was telling me about the situation, and she said that we met in a dating app. We went out on two dates, and then he came over and wanted to sleep over every night. So, obviously, uh, things got heated very quickly with you two, to the point where he's coming over every night. Obviously, that's rushing it a little bit. You know, sometimes that happens when you really like somebody. He left to go out of town for almost a month and called me on WhatsApp every day. He told me he was afraid to lose me. So he's gone for almost a month, and so he's probably thinking, oh, I'm in this new relationship. What if she finds somebody else? What, she, what if she doesn't want to wait for me? And he's getting scared. He came back and we resumed coming over every day. He had a roommate, I didn't. He loved coming over to my house. He lived 15 minutes away and would go home first, then go see his mom who lived about 5 minutes from, his, from her house. I think she meant his house. He grocery shopped and cooked for me every night. His choice. Okay. So she was talking a little bit about his childhood and said that he was born in another country. His father and older brother immigrated to the U.S. when his mother, older sister, and he came when he was about 13. Once he was in the U.S., his father divorced his mom and moved away from the family, leaving the brother to live with them. He no longer has a relationship with his dad. However, his brother does. On Mother's Day, there was a big fight. Boy, there's always a fight on Mother's Day, isn't there? And the older sister does not speak to the mother. Wow, so there's a lot of family turmoil here. These are the only family he has, and they do not communicate, but see each other every week. Oh, that must be fun. They don't communicate, but they see each other every week and torture each other. <laughs> I have to be around you. I can't not be around you, but when I'm around you, we're not going to have a good time. Okay, so, according to her, she was telling me about the breakup, and she said initially he began to pull away when his mother became diagnosed with cancer. He said he did not have the energy to be there for his mother and have a relationship. Well, that would be incredibly difficult for him to try and be there for you and his mom at the same time. And that would put a lot of pressure on the relationship. With his mother's diagnosis, he's coming over. I got anxious and began to go to his house. He concentrated on his mom. 
he began to clean and paint his apartment. We saw each other only at night. I could tell he did not care for me to be there, but I could feel him pushing away. Your videos taught me that he needed space, and I pushed. Well, you know, he was dealing with a mom that had cancer. I don't know if she's terminally ill at this point, but, you know, it's incredibly difficult to go through a situation like that, and it puts tremendous pressure on you. I don't know if he was the one primarily responsible for helping care for mom, and seeing her go through that can be very, very difficult. Um, could cause tremendous amounts of anxiety, stress, depression, um, especially if there's a lot of unmet uh, wounds there or a strain in the relationship or something going on with him and mom. He told me that he had to mend his relationship with his mother. Yep, yeah, see? He had to mend the relationship. So obviously there was a lot of strain there, a lot of guilt, and he was feeling really bad, obviously, that she's going through that. And now he's thinking, I have to do something to fix this relationship. I can't be worried about you, which is not fair to you. But at the same time, his mom has cancer. It's understandable, right? He also said he used to lo love to go to my house every day. Then suddenly he did not. He might not have had the energy for it anymore because he's trying to take care of his mom. He wondered if this was, could be depression. Obviously, English doesn't seem to be her first language here, so I'm getting a little uh, tripped up on my words, but you get the point. Uh, yes, it does sound like it could be depression to me. He has many friends, but his mom is the only family he really has, and he tells me that they never talk. Oh, geez. So there's a lot of issues going on here, uh, because now, on top of being a caretaker for mom, they have a relationship that's not good. How do you handle that? Dealing with her, uh, her health, it would be incredibly overwhelming for a lot of people. I was trying to talk to him into thinking about it. He could not call it a breakup and wanted to stay just friends while he figured it all out. Well, that certainly would make it a complicated situation. Um, he's saying he just wants to be friends. And, you know, it's tough because if you really love this guy and care about him, do you want to just stay his friend? and be there for him in this time. It's like kind of putting your life on hold and then part of you might be thinking, well, if we're going to be in a long-term relationship, things like this are going to happen. Are you going to walk away every time this happens? And then, you know, the thing is, you're probably wondering, is it an excuse? Is he just telling me this because he just doesn't want to be with me right now? It certainly wouldn't be easy. Um, I would certainly take my time and trying to assess that kind of situation. I mean, think about it. If you're dating somebody and their mom is sick with cancer and they're trying to take care of that person, if you really love them and care about them and see a future with them, you might be like, well, I understand you don't want to be in a focused on this committed relationship and maybe kind of talk out what exactly they want and see if you can come to some kind of compromise there. Um, obviously, 
if he started dating somebody else, it's a completely different story. But if it's because he just doesn't have the energy to be there for you, it, it could be really complicated. At the same time, you're probably thinking like, well, let me help you. Let me be there for you. And, you know, that would be frustrating if you're with a partner that is pushing you away and doesn't want you to help when you're really wanting to be there. A lot going on here. Although we knew it would be over, we talked in circles. Yeah, I've done that. I texted him, I miss you, the next day. He replied, I know. I stopped reaching out. Well, yeah, I mean, tough situation. You're dealing with something that is outside your relationship that's having a huge impact on your relationship. He called me 12 days later to ask how I was doing and ask how much money he owed me. We talked and he seemed receptive and communicative, but down. He, Of course he's down. His mom has got cancer. He said he was hanging in there and that he had to do this on his own. We said we would talk again. This made me hopeful. I texted him days later to ask if we can talk again. He said he would let me know when the pressure was off and to take care. Four days later, I got the PayPal email with the money, but no message. I sent him, thank you, I hope all is well email. He did not reply. That was early November, and that was our last communication. Alright, so we're looking at a little bit over a month right now. That would be really hard. Um, it would be nice if you could have had uh, some kind of negotiation where it's like, okay, you know, we could talk once a week, a 10-minute call or something like that, um, just as friends or just to get updates or something. All right. He said he could not talk about his feelings. I was very anxious. I had just graduated school. He would start little fights about nothing. When, when we got too close. He was OCD about the apartment, even mine, and would fight every once in a while about how clean it should be. He did not handle stress well. I would not engage, but try to communicate. There were no major fights. She wants to know, will he reach out again? I would like to prepare myself. Could this really be depression? Well, it, it could absolutely be depression. I mean, if you've got a mom that is sick with cancer, and I don't know if she's terminally ill, but even if she's not, it's incredibly difficult to watch the person that took care of you um, go through that. And so, of course, he could really be depressed over that. How can someone who wanted to be so close to you in the initial part of dating feel so smothered in the end? Well, I mean... You've got outside circumstances that are highly stressful and um, they're affecting the relationship. And, you know, depending upon what happens there, it's going to have a huge impact on what he does. I mean, mom could be sick for the next five years. He might not be able to be in a relationship for the next five years. Maybe um, mom gets better. That would be wonderful. In which case, he starts to see that, oh great, mom is good again, she's getting healthy, I can start to engage with you. I mean, it, it sounds like he probably cared about you. Um, 
Obviously, if mom got really sick and wound up passing away, that's going to be another huge issue there. Now he's dealing with all these unresolved issues, losing mom, grief, anxiety. There's going to be a lot coming out of that, too. A box of his stuff is still at my garage. He has not asked for them. Your videos have helped me not reach out, as I do feel bad for him. Thank you. I will be scheduling a Skype. Well, obviously, so much of what happens between you and him at this situation are going to be affected by what happens with his mom and mom's health. And so it would be kind of impossible to prepare yourself like you want to do because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you got to kind of look at all angles here. Uh, if mom gets better, if mom stays sick for a long time, and if mom gets worse. All of those are going to affect him in different ways. And there's no way to know what's going to happen with that. He's anxious, he's scared, he's depressed, he feels guilty, he's trying to repair that relationship with mom, and he's overwhelmed. And so, you know, unfortunately, in this situation, there are so many variables that are outside of the relationship that are impacting his internal state and what he's going through. And it would be nice if he thought to himself, wow, you know, I really miss her. I really miss that support. I miss talking to her. And that could happen. Uh, maybe as he goes through this for a while, he could you know, start to think about you more and more and say, you know what, I really need her by my side. I really miss her. I wish I could talk to her. Um, so I wouldn't put pressure on him. And I would just try to be there for him, whatever you can do, without sacrificing too much of yourself and being so hurt and miserable yourself. Because, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but maybe you get to the point where you're like, I have to walk away from this. I can't think about this anymore unless he comes back. And you might have to do that for yourself too. So it would be nice if he would let you be there for him, but he's got to want that and you have to respect that decision. So if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching, and if you do got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. But that's it for this video. Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.